0: The following discussion is not necessarily the views of all involved. The goal is to start open and honest discussion in the Christian worldview. Like all things, weigh what you hear with what you know, and join us
1: in our pursuit for the truth. Enjoy the podcast.
0: God was like, take your army, but only those who pee sitting down. (laughs) What?
2: I can see Vikings as like the frogs of barbarians.
0: What? (laughs) I'm sorry, dude. Can I be wrong sometimes? No. I won't allow it. I think you're too good for that. No, but I think you then should correct me out of love and grace. He is. You should see what he's (laughs) (laughs) doing.
1: All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Second Rate Saints podcast. I'm one of your hosts here. Caleb, to my left is... I'm Josh. To my left is...
0: I'm Joel. And to my left...
1: (laughs) Straight across. It's me, Caleb, again. We've gone full circle. Kind of. Um, It's just the three of us. Just hanging around. Mm -hmm. Sadly, we are missing Colton and Stuart, as per the norm. It's great. uh, It's very sad. Very, very, very sad.
0: Um, Literally crying and shaking.
1: Yeah. Joel. Yeah. We've done things on the internet. We've been, we've done that occasionally.
0: No one's asked us to stop yet. And what, what do we do? (laughs) We are releasing a podcast once a week. This podcast, Second Rate Saints, and you can check out everything else we're trying to do on SecondRateSaints.com. If you have any long form questions for us, you can uh, hit us up at SecondRateSaints at gmail.com or just use the chat feature on our website. We're also on Instagram and Twitter X, whatever. um, But not nearly as active on there as, you know, sometimes we also have been doing a new thing called Buy Me a Coffee which is if you'd like to do a small scale donation towards the um, future of second rate saints, um, feel free to do that at buymeacoffee.com slash second rate saints. Yeah. So awesome.
1: Josh, I almost called you Joel. Sorry, Josh.
2: Yes. You've been known to read books. What have you read? So I'm like 10 pages away from finishing this book, Mm. but it's great. So we've done a few of these on the podcast. Um, it is another short studies in biblical theology, which I love. Great series. Great series. And this one is a short 111 page, 116 page <laughs> <laughs> um, book on marriage and the mystery of the gospel by Ray Ortland. Ortland. Um, it's great. So he breaks it down to marriage in Genesis, marriage in the law, wisdom, and prophets. Is and it then, a sacrament? No. Um, And then marriage in the New Testament and the marriage in the world today. Okay. And it's all based on, which it should be um, the presentation of how marriage is a representation and how we live out the love of Christ for the church. Um, And what's interesting though, is normal, in normal biblical theology, you build up through the typology and the themes and the analogies and the metaphors to this better image. Things get weaved together. They get set up, they get set up separate and then they begin to weave together. Yeah. Mm. Except this one doesn't do that. Hmm. It, the first half of the book is all the presentation of marriage in Genesis. And the rest of the Bible is showing how it never lived up to that. Oh, that's super Mm. interesting. just, As like a methodology. Yeah. And then it only finds its fulfillment in Christ. Christ's love for the church. Yeah. And so he does a really good job. Like the first 50, the first half of the book is just Genesis one, two, and three. And he's breaking down the image of what does it mean that God made the man? And he's unapologetically complementarianism, not egalitarian. Okay.
0: Well, if you're focusing on just that as your structure, yes. the um, translation of either helper or those who, what was it? It's either helper, T- head and, with helper. Yeah. Head with helper, or there's another translation that egalitarians will go to. It mm. made a match or made a.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Question for you, just because it's part of my own, yes, interpretation of. Genesis three mm-hmm. does he what is how does he frame Adam's naming of Eve
2: in Genesis three um he I think for the sake of having to delve into name theology mm-hmm. he kind of avoids it okay that's mm-hmm. fair um for the size it, of the book it's, yeah his thing's a whole bible theology He's Yeah, not yeah. Yeah. yeah um but the point that he makes is that the he he gets into her name being because she's the mother of all that lives. Yeah, um, and he expresses how beautiful that is. Um, and the interesting note that he does that after
3: mm-hmm.
2: that it's almost a reminder that it's not lost completely. Okay. That the that the marriage, their marriage, but also marriage period, is not com- a completely lost cause. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so, but what I love is that his presentation of why God made Eve and Adam. So he made Adam to work the garden, and then he specifically chooses. Of course, God already knew of the like Adam being alone, but he specifically says the garden is not good without him having a helper. Yeah, um, it's not complete. It's not finished. Um, and so he force he intentionally makes adam see that there is no yep. one fit not just naming them but he yep. intentionally so that adam arrives at the conclusion that there is no one for him and that whatever is for him is not part of the thing that he
1: has dominion over
2: yes and what's interesting is uh the presentation of her is not because he's lonely but because it is better that he is not alone. Mm. Mm. And he connects that to why God made creation his wife, Christ's wife, because it's not that God was alone in the in existence, but that he purposely made a helper fit for his son. So that because it was better that God was not alone. Hmm. holy moly hold on <laughs> this,
0: this <laughs> I is. was reading a book by Richard Lentz that goes into a very similar concept
2: yeah so yeah. it's not just that God loves and wants to spread love <laughs> that's why he made the world but if we're gonna take the marriage to the eschatological yeah. point it's God said I want to make a helper fit for my son who Adam is compared to because it is better that he is not alone Pope John Paul II's book Theology of the Body also goes there
3: yeah
1: mm-hmm. so I'm Interesting. Yeah. Um, quick and question. I thought that was the most beautiful. It's it That is awesome. Yeah. I'm surprised that it showed up in that as well as Theology mm-hmm. of the Body. Um,
2: quick question before we move on to the topic at hand. Yes. The cover. Yes. It is. Okay. So what I love about it is it's the two symbols for male and female. Like yeah. the, the circles with the cross hanging below or the arrow pointing to the top right. The but they're linked the, like.
0: Yeah. Isn't it an Aphrodite's mirror? No that what it is? Potentially. Yeah, okay.
2: But they're linked and they can't be separated and they can't be separated.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. So
2: four to five. The cover. Yeah. I'm gonna. Be, I mean, I like the the, the teal, teal. I don't know you're greenish colorblind. blue. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm asking you. <laughs> well,
1: I'm asking what you like the cover.
2: Well, no, no, no. You well, like, like the brown what color? color is it? <laughs> what color is it? Please, <laughs> it's, just teal. Tell me. it's teal. It's <laughs> teal. Um, I like it. <laughs> Whatever it's called. <laughs> Whatever I'm seeing, I like (laughs) Um, it's great. It's short and it is, it's some of the best theology I've read in a while. Awesome. Um, I, I, he, he has, he does such a good job at handling the complementarian issue Mm. while saying, no, this is beautiful. Right. Like, no, the reason why it sucks now is because it can't be what it's supposed to be. Right. And that's why we hate it. Yeah. And the reason why we hate complementarianism is because of the curse causing us to hate each other. Right. Um, and when we focus on God first, you can see glimpses of that Edenic yeah. marriage every once in a while. And you could see it in other people a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, and it's a little reminder of what it could be like and what it's going to be like. You see that even in,
1: even in some mm-hmm. secular depictions. Of what that marriage relationship, not all, and maybe yeah. not even most modern, but you do see that sometimes even in secular depictions.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Awesome. Like that. I'll have to give it a read at some point. Yeah. Um, but moving on to our topic at hand, which for those who have clicked yes. on the video or audio, you already know what it is. It's our continuation of our Samuel, our walk through Samuel. We're getting through to the very end almost. There's going to be one more episode after this.
0: I love that this has turned into such a long series. I've really enjoyed picking through it um, together. Fun fact.
2: I don't want to spoil something for you, but there is a second Samuel.
0: No. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) I don't want to do it that bad. (laughs) Um,
1: But before we jump into the text at hand, what happened previously on Samuel? Don't repeat me. Okay. So, I no. you know, it
4: always happens.
0: <laughs> now, Josh Pre- has to say, say it because everyone said it
2: previously on Samuel. That's pretty good. Q theme. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so, we talked about Saul and the medium of Endor. I imagine think that,
0: what the large will do. <laughs> I said the joke then too. I think it should be changed
2: to uh, Necromancer of Endor, but mm. that's besides the point. Also, it sounds cooler, but. That's just our English heading. So what we talked about was uh, David is going to war with the Philistines against Saul. Mm -hmm. And Saul's terrified Mm -hmm. because Saul has gone to God. He's laid in the tabernacle before the ephod to try to invoke dreams from God. But He doesn't have the ephod there. But he doesn't have the ephod. He's tried to pray to God. He's tried to call out, make sacrifices, do anything to get any help from God. For whatever reason, probably to try to ensure victory, not to build a relationship, be contrite, do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. But he's trying to go to God. God's not answering. He's him. seeing the consequences of his sin, and he has, a tr- he has attrition. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm. He just wants to avoid the problem.
0: For a definition of contrition and attrition, look at our confessions episode. Yes. This has been Joel plucking another episode <laughs> on an episode of the podcast.
2: And so Samuel did a good thing as the king. He sent and caused the removal of the necromancers and the sorcerers and the diviners. Saul. Saul. Saul did Sorry, a good Yes. Yeah. Um, and so. But now he's running out of options. And so he goes to one. He gets his men to go find one and they come with one immediately and by name, which means. He probably knew her.
1: Yeah. I, it doesn't even say that they like went out and found it. It was just, oh yeah, I know where one is. <laughs> Which
2: means his trusted men hmm. already were not obeying him.
3: Hmm.
2: And this is a point you've made, Joel, that they're caught, like his whole family, everyone around him at the terebinth tree, at every like everybody's against him. He's paranoid. He's separating himself from everybody. So he goes to this woman disguised because he was the one that, lost her a job. Um, So he wanted to make sure that she didn't know he was Saul. They do a thing. They want to talk to Samuel. Samuel comes up. She's terrified seemingly because she might've been a charlatan and this isn't supposed to work.
1: I don't think so. I think she, I think it's because Samuel's not being captured in the pit.
2: Yes. And she's like, ah, the Hittite ritual is not working. (laughs) Yes. Um, And, and Saul's like, Hey, what do you see? And she's like, it's God. And Elohim. Um, and the spirit comes up, and it's Samuel, the one Saul wanted to talk to, because. And Samuel you know, gives him the saddest message ever. And it's the same message he had to give to Eli in the beginning of the book, mm. which was, You and your sons are going to die today. And that's incredibly sad because.
0: It's all over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my.
2: <laughs> because. The thing we pointed out was that was the very first prophecy Samuel gave, yeah. and Samuel was raised from the dead, so it was the last one he could give prophecy from the grave,
0: <laughs> kill from the grave.
2: <laughs> Joel turned into a,
0: <laughs> Josh turned <laughs> into a
2: kettle for a second yeah. for, the
0: call, ready.
2: for the call of duty players there. Yeah, um. yeah. so Saul just gives up. He's so sad. He's and, and <laughs> Samuel's just like, well, of course God's not answering your call because I told you he's revoked you as king. Yeah. Yeah. You've continued to sin against him and you've done nothing. Why would you even attempt this? I told you. Note note that Samuel doesn't say, and what do you doing with necromancers? Yeah. He's just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. and so. She gives him some food, a very important meal. Um, she kills probably her only fattened calf for him, provides food for him and his men, which was a huge hospitality thing. And this is after she finds out that he is, in fact, the king. Um, and then he goes away. And that leads us to today. Yeah. Shall I read? Please. Okay. Now the Philistines had gathered all their forces at Afek. And the Israelites were encamped by the spring that is in Jezreel. As the lords of the Philistines were passing by, on by hundreds and by thousands, David and his men were passing on in the rear with Achish. The commanders of the Philistines said, Where are these Hebrews doing here? What are these Hebrews doing here? (laughs) And Achish said to the commanders of the Philistines, Is this not David, the servant of Saul, king of Israel, who has been with me now for days and years since he deserted to me? I have found no fault in him to this day. But the commanders of the Philistines were angry with him, and the commanders of the Philistines said to him, Send the men back, that he may return to the place to which you have assigned him. He shall not go down with us to battle, lest in the battle he becomes an adversary for us. For how could this fellow reconcile himself to his lord? Would it not be with the heads of the men here? Is not this David, to whom they sing to one another in dance, Saul has struck down his thousands and David his 10,000s. The man's smart. Which one? The lords. The, the lords that are saying, hey, don't bring this guy. This sounds like bad idea.
0: <laughs> so to start us off, Jezreel,
2: mm-hmm. the
0: spring. That's the same spring, the spring of Herod as well, which is uh, the one mentioned in Judges 7.1. That's Gideon.
3: Mm.
0: That's where... God does the whole, you know, drink this water. Oh. Yeah. This is the same area. Mm. Um, They think it is. Some scholars say it can't be because that's a terrible military position to be in. um, Because you're north of Israel then. Mm -hmm. Um, But And the Philistines would have been coming from the west. But there's a good chance that he's actually circling Israel. Mm. Like he's going up north to attack downwards and trying to get like some Canaanite favor. Um, which is why him saying "Why are these Hebrews with you?" is kind of important.
1: Also, doing it that way is you'd be fighting along the mountaintops, yeah, rather than actually butting up against them. Mm-hmm. So fair enough.
0: Um, there was also some people saying that uh, Saul was kind of uh, making a parallel advance where he was following them along the mountaintop. Yeah, like he was following them from the from the west up to the to the northwest, um, and then up to the north. Um, Trying to yeah. kind of block them off. Because
2: it does say he's on the, the mountains. Yeah. yeah. In the previous Anyways, passage. I
0: thought it was interesting to tie it back into Gideon. Because yeah. it's a little bit, what David is going to do, is a little bit Gideon-like. Yep. In my mind.
2: He's going to become somewhat of a ruler and then his son's going to betray him.
0: Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> well, I, I don't think, <laughs>
2: think
1: that's where he was going.
0: Though. I think God's plan for Gideon is, is fulfilled in David. Right? Because it says Gideon basically dies off and his and his sons and daughters go astray mm. right that they go back to their old ways um but gideon's kind of call to right worship and even call to um kingship. militaristic kind of you are taking the lord's land now like you are you are the, devoting this to the lord um which was last visited in gideon and gideon is referenced a lot in pro-monarchy stuff yeah and because and he was the last a, one they tried to make king before
1: david yeah i was gonna say there's a big kingship connection there too mm-hmm. that's maybe in un- massive undertones in Gideon,
3: but it's,
0: it's I- just weird that God is using the same location, the same spring twice to solidify um, military power to Israel's future King.
2: Fair enough. That might be an apparent weirdness though, because the land is so small that this whole scenario is taking place. You're already. not supposed <laughs> to argue for coincidence. That's not your job. I'm, that's I'm not. my job. <laughs> Hey, I'm allowed to play multiple But roles. if the
0: reader has this place in their mind.
2: Yeah.
0: Right? Like, if, if we... Yeah.
2: Oh, Jezreel. Monkeys and the Bible doesn't do anything by accident. Yeah, monkey sees pattern. Yeah. yeah and, right. and to your point, the Bible doesn't do anything by accident. Yeah. Um, when Good it says idea.
1: the lords, like, the lords and the commanders of the Philistine armies, do um, you guys just think that these are the kings of the other five cities? Or the other four cities of the five... Philistine cities
0: that were visited by the ark. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, I think that's a safe assumption. I think so. Depends on how long it's been. Well, I mean, they have other kings. I, they may not be the kings exactly with the ark. Yeah, but the um, the same role. Yeah, yeah. same position. Because they so. know. Because we know that they were a kind of more like a
2: confederacy of city states, really. Yeah, mm. which matches the Greekness. Mm-hmm. Same with the champion warfare, the proto-Greek kind of culture. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I did see stuff that was paralleling what was it, chapter chapter four or whatever. The one with the Ark side quest. Yeah. Um with this passage, which
1: Which is a great episode by the way.
0: Um but it is kind of showing um the kings of, of the Philistines as being Dagon and the uh, and David as being the Ark. Right? Because it's now they are trying to use David. For warfare rather than using the Ark for their warfare. Mm. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And then he's called Angel of the Lord later on in the passage. Well, and and Saul, oh, that's crazy.
2: Saul does a similar thing of trying to get God to fight his battle for him. Yeah. In going to the Witch of Endor. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, do you guys find it interesting so that in verse 4, when the lords are talking, mm-hmm. um, for how could this fellow, David, David reconcile himself to his lord would it not be with the heads of the men here? Mm-hmm. And so it's in their mind, mm-hmm. David is still loyal to his lord,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Saul. Yeah.
0: Well, they don't want to put themselves in a place where betraying them could get him back, back into, into, Saul's. into his kingdom. Yeah. From exile. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, no, that there, there's there's a lot of connections here because Saul, like Saul, was given the same uh, response. As Eli's family, which is you and your sons will die, right? They then, it's also an attempt that Eli, Eli's sons and Saul are doing, which is trying to get the Lord to fight their battles for them
3: mm-hmm.
2: out of fear. The Philistines are present. They're in the same area. Yeah. David, as the Ark is being manipulated and moved. Yeah. Um. It's almost as if the beginning and the end of the, it's almost as if the beginning of the book was trying to tell us something about the end of the book.
1: Yeah. The problem is, I don't know if we can read
2: too much between the two. (laughs) I think when it, if it starts in the next three chapters talking about glory being taken, that Mm. might be the, the thing. Okay. But shall we continue? Yes, please. Then Achish called David and said to him, As the Lord lives, you have been honest, and to me it seems right that you should march out in with me in the campaign, for I have found nothing wrong in you from the day that you coming to me to this day. Nevertheless, the lords do not approve of you, so go back now, go peaceably, that you may not displease the lords of the Philistines. And David said to Achish, But what have I done? What have, What have you found in your servant from that day? I entered your service until now, that I may not go and fight against the enemies of my lord and king. And Achish answered David and said, I know that you are as blameless in the sight as the angel of God. Nevertheless, the commanders of the Philistines have said, he shall not go with us into the battle. Now then rise early in the morning with your servants of your lord who come with you and start early in the morning and depart as soon as you have light. So David set out with his men early in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines, but the Philistines went up to Jezreel. It's interesting that he calls Akish his king.
1: How about... So those who follow hmm.
2: along in
1: their Bible will notice that in verse 6, Achish calls God, David's God, mm-hmm. capital L-O-R-D, all yeah. caps. Mm-hmm. And for those who know their English Bible translation stuff, they'll know that that that's stand-in for Yahweh, the Tetragrammaton. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, The covenant name of God. Yeah. Which is not normally
2: said by pagans. True. Yeah. However, do you think think that— Sorry. This is another point of connection, is that as the passage goes on about in the scenario, the Lord gets brought in. Uh, In the previous passage in verse— in with the ark scenario— you see them refer to the gods of Israel and then the God of Israel and then Lord when the priest shows up. I think that's arbitrary. But by the presence of David being with the king, you see a relationship between Akish and the Lord improve.
1: I think, I don't think so. What I think it is, is I think David is still very adamant that he worships Israel's God. Yeah. And I think out of comfort for David, Akish goes, no, by your God,
4: I, mm. you know, but he doesn't say your God. No, but that's what he's swearing by. Yes.
2: What I I guess what I'm saying is, is that by David's presence and by the Ark's presence, you both see a, a growing recognition of the truth of God.
1: But I don't know if there's a growing recognition. We don't see a development in Akish. It's just, mm-hmm. he just says it.
3: Yeah. Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? What what do
0: you think of him calling him an angel of the Lord? Um. Well, I I know it doesn't say it calls him. Um. Says you are as blameless as an angel of the Lord. Yeah. Um. But there are multiple other places in First and Second Samuel where David is called um, an angel, which is which is weird.
2: Yes, Um, there is a difference though between an and the
0: yeah oh for sure yeah uh uh, but uh the translation's different
4: yeah
0: it's just it's interesting to
4: me
2: Mm -hmm. um well david eventually meets the angel of the lord
0: the angel absolutely yeah
2: yeah he almost gets killed by him
0: (laughs) yeah
1: what happens if you go back in time and kill your uh own grandfather that's mm-hmm. that's pre-incarnate jesus almost killing david
2: anyways, anyways uh,
0: <laughs> yeah oh man huh? let's do a quantum leap of david <laughs>
2: oh hey do you want to make another connection the angel of the lord is the one that brings gideon into the service he's the one that sits underneath the tree that's yeah mm, that's true Mm-hmm. Well, what it's is almost it? like the Bible is written by it's almost like the king of creation is the one that inaugurates the kings of the work of his people
0: yeah i'm I'm there I'm like
2: I would <laughs> I, just stop you right there. I would hundred percent agree <laughs> that's true that's true. That's an old cut. that's good yeah
0: well, isn't it um? Hamilton Jr. was it James Hamilton? James Jr.? M. Hamilton Jr. Yeah, who has the whole thing where every occurrence of the Angel of the Lord in the Old Testament should be seen as a Christophany? Uh right. Like it. Which book? I thought typology was that.
4: Um. Yeah, he brings it up, but the, I don't
0: know
1: if he makes as drastic of a claim as that. He would definitely lean that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, that's
2: for sure. most
0: by Christophany. The- I just mean. Christ, yeah, whether pre-incarnate or incarnate, is and the angel of the Lord. We're eventually
2: going to do content on the angel of the Lord.
0: 100%. But um,
2: So excited. Oh, yeah. Um, but generally for the audience, they might get confused. An angel of the Lord is usually in reference to a messenger of God. Yeah. The angel of the Lord comes with specific traits and names and personalities with him. Mm-hmm that are different than other angels. For example, the angel of the Lord will speak and then it will say the Lord spoke Um, there. He will be worshiped and he won't stop people from worshiping him. Yeah. Whereas other angels will, Um, he will do things and then later passages will say the Lord Mm -hmm. saved us. And so it's, it's kind of seen that the angel of the Lord is a manifestation of God doing something um a representative so to speak that when you see him you see god wait a second are you just talking about jesus yes jesus made that very same claim when you see me you see the father Mm -hmm. um the angel of the lord was the one in the pillar of fire the angel of the lord was uh the one that brought gideon to start his fight
0: Well, and then you get Jude where it talks about uh, Jesus being the one who led them out of Israel. I was just about to bring that up. led them out of Egypt, sorry. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um, Interesting note. um, Early manuscripts differ on that, whether or not it's just Lord or whether it's Jesus. Cool. I need to do a deep dive on it and maybe I'll turn it into a blog article, but we'll see. Um,
2: And then you see uh, the angel of the Lord and God, it swaps, uh, is the one that fights with Jacob. And specifically, when the angel of the Lord pulls them out of Israel, in that, oh, Jacob then says in Genesis 50, which is the passage that does it for me, um, in his little blessing, he says, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all the days long, life long to this day, the angel. Who has redeemed me from all evil? Mm. Wild, interesting. Um, But back to our passage. Yeah. Um, So that's. But that's the point is that we're making is that when David is called an angel of the Lord, Mm -hmm. there's a there is a terminological difference that when you say the angel of the Lord versus an angel of the Lord.
4: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. But
2: it makes it makes sense because David's success in combat is because the Lord is fighting for him. Yeah. In the same way that when you see an angel of the Lord annihilate 180,000 Assyrians, the conclusion you have to make is it's not because of the angel's own power, but it's because God has given his enemies over to him.
1: Question for you. David's response to Akish's claim like, hey, you just had your back. They don't trust yeah. you. I trust you, but this is just the way it is. Don't, don't feel yeah. bad about it. Don't I read anything to this. Yeah. David's response before Akish doubles down. Um, so in verse 8, And David said to Akish, But what have I done? What have you found in your servant from the day I entered your service until now, that I might not go and fight against the enemies of my lord, the king? Mm-hmm. Cool. Several commentators... Uh, from what I found, although most chiefly uh, Ralph Klein from Word Biblical. Because um, I, I think, um, was it V. Phillips Long in the uh, in the Tyndale commentary, Joel, that you were reading, also kind of puts forward this argument where it's... David's use of the word Lord in that sentence mm. is ambiguous. Yeah. As though he's like, he's he's really talking about Saul... But he's making it look as though he's talking about
2: Akish when he says, yeah. my lord, the king. Yeah. Um, or is he saying Saul is now God's enemy, his lord? Mm-hmm.
4: I'm not sold on how fast
1: Klein and Long make that jump of his just like, oh, yeah, no, it's a double. It's like hidden meaning yeah. and like.
0: Leaving can David. Should I make an argument? argument? Kind of a thing. Yeah. You
2: can. Mm-hmm. That sounded so that sounded so mean. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Um, we have noted throughout this series how David lies. Say, yes. I want to say this in a better word how double tongued he is. How his words often mean two things. He often says one thing and means another, or he often says one thing and it's for the safety of something, but he's not saying the truth, or he says something the defense of his men like with the before with Akish where he lies to him tells him about he's attacked different people than he has and then he eliminated those whole people Mm -hmm. groups like he's very intentional
1: he killed women and children just to make sure that Akish didn't find out yeah
2: so I think he's very intentional with his words for the better for the betterment of himself and others while still technically Here's the thing. Saying the right thing. I, that I think it's completely within his character to do this. I think it's completely
1: within his character to also go, all right, if I'm if Saul is the enemy of God. No, but that's what I mean. He's oh, saying to
2: trick Akish. To trick Akish. No, I,
1: I, mean, I mean like he's not tricking Ash Akish. Like the enemies of my Lord, I serve Akish yes. at the moment, or even if you want to say I serve uh, he serves, uh, he's in referencing God, yes, okay. Um But he'd be thinking the armies of Israel that yes. Akish is going to fight.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think that's also within his character. Well, I think we, I think I talked, I think you talked past me and I wasn't listening to you, so that's fair. The I agree in that he, the reason for the ambiguity is because he's talking to Akish, but in his head he's he's saying it in such a way that it's faithful for him to say that about God that he's saying Lord about God but it sounds it would sound to Akish like he's saying to him
0: hmm
1: is Joel going to bring in the approach of the uh, monarchist propaganda thing
0: <laughs> it is monarchist propaganda it is um, like
2: 100%
0: like even if it's not what actually happened mm-hmm. um, hey I have no problem saying that yeah, for some okay. of this stuff Um. Well, the perspective, uh, there. There. the perspective is there. Perspective is there. But uh, no, I, I think that if you wanted to say this is a, a sugarcoating of him serving the Philistine king, you can. Um, I also, th- it's, it, it would be hard to think of David as a traitor here, right? Like, I, I know you said that he could just turn on him and, uh, well, I'll thing- serve the enemies of the Lord, whoever those might well, be. Well, the thing is,
4: who's, or, who's a,
0: if Saul
4: is rebelling against God. Yeah. Who's a bigger enemy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right? Well, who's the
4: enemies of, like,
1: like it doesn't seem sure. It may be treacherous towards the people of, of, of Israel. Fair enough.
2: Yeah. Um, But if the armies are going to war because their king is corrupt. Yeah. And he's leading them down. Then, Technically, he would be doing the same thing as the exile, which is he's bringing judgment on the people of God who have betrayed him.
1: And so I.
4: I I don't know. I tend to, although I like David. I really like David. Mm -hmm. He's awesome.
1: I don't like how whitewashed things have been.
2: Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, I've I've made that point before where Mm it's. I think. The only difference technically between him and Saul is that when he's confronted with his sin, he goes, my bad. Mm-hmm. And then changes.
0: Which, the is a, which is a
2: common approach. Horrible. Anyways. He's a Warlord. An animal, yeah.
0: which is crazy. Like, very clever, but like...
2: I mean, list his rap sheet, like, on a piece of paper. Yeah. Right? And you could put him against most horrible world leaders today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like...
0: Different, era that we that,
2: absolute. Oh, but he, 100%. But he could play the harp. Yes. No, but the the this harp. is what I mean is that the difference between him and these other evil kings, including Sol,
0: yeah.
2: is, is that when confronted by God. But he also was in contray- the ancient
1: world, stuff with kings and, and mm-hmm. wars and, and, let's say, mid level um, royalty, which is essentially mm-hmm. what he is at yeah. this point, things are
0: super difficult ambiguous and like there's tons of gray but so much of what is in for Samuel is confirmation of progressive civility in early cultures sure right like even the fact he uses a sling is showing technology has advanced more in mm-hmm. David than it has in the Philistines there are uh, weird that's true okay him using a more advanced technique for for killing is a i it's as far as i was civility. aware
1: the Philistines also had slings for sure. But also slings are like super ancient.
0: I mean, they would have been considered a, a more civil way to to kill somebody.
1: Maybe, but slings have been around for, they, they have like
0: fair enough to me. It's just the difference between a sword and a gun though. Right? Like it's a little, it's a
1: technological jump.
0: And so if you keep looking at David through this lens of like, he serves his Lord Right. Then you're getting this kind of like, oh, you protect the society that you're in. Right. It's getting out of this tribal state. And now you serve a city state. You serve a government. Right. Sure. I am loyal to my Lord kind of a thing. So it's it's the same thing with the Epic of Gilgamesh. Right. Where a lot of his <laughs> conquests are reinforcements of civility. Well, yeah. I, I, so you definitely David have being that set up like this.
1: You definitely have that development, especially explicitly in the earlier chapters of, of Samuel. Yeah, yeah. And then followed through with David. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think i think that's that's there you don't think this is part of it no i think i think it's you could say that it's part of it Mm -hmm. um
4: but i don't think that 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 doesn't change how how brutal and how complex and how gray Mm. ancient
3: Mm -hmm.
1: both Yes. ancient royal ancient how ancient royalty systems interacted with one another how nations mm-hmm. interacted with each other we're not it, we're talking still even oftentimes what happens when we talk about kingdoms and kingdoms in the bible is we will import height of medieval western european ideas of kingdoms and kings and we just yeah. immediately import them into the text for sure
2: oh yeah salt's
1: and house is like physical house it's tiny Oh, compared yeah. to that, and so it's like so. I think we we yeah. should be thinking more along the lines of um, warlords, okay. ancient ancient level stuff. Yeah, mm. uh, I mean, like they, especially with those those smaller nations. Once you talk mm-hmm. about, let's say, um, Egypt or Babylon or then the Hittites, about empires. but even Hittites might
2: be a little. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway, I went on a trailer. Sorry. No, no, no. That. This is good. The, it's just to realize i think it's just i guess talk about it in a
4: for in layman's words um
2: is we just have to recognize that this is a different time god is working within the time mm-hmm. which means he's working with warlords he's yep. working with brutal monsters and that brutal monster just like you is sinful mm-hmm. but the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian is Are do you actually see, seek forgiveness or do you actually see yourself as evil and that you need forgiveness and that you need Christ or are you just trying to avoid a hard time? And that's the difference between all these other kings and David. Then. And that's the continuity with the people of God from New Testament to Old Testament. Yeah, Yeah. Is that David, like you, though you are morally evil, though I am morally evil, like Saul. And like David, the difference is is that we in the church and David actually have a relationship with Christ, actually are contrite. Hopefully. Yeah, so
4: we should move on. Yes, we got more text to go through. Yes.:
3: That
2: was the end of 29, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we're gonna and move 29 on. 29
0: is a short chapter, but it's it's dense. It's
2: yeah. I think it's set up like it's Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: This is a little bit more of a militaristic episode, which is nice. Yeah. That's no. why we're
2: fighting more. No, um, <laughs> it's just
0: cool. I love yeah. studying the Bible, and then it's like, and then they went down and wrecked Slaughter. house. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um now, when David and his men came to Ziklag, sounds like a Pokemon, uh, on the third day <laughs> The Amalekites had made a raid against the, the Gab and against Ziklag. They had overcome Ziklag and burned it with fire and taken captive the women and all who were in it, both small and great. They killed no one but carried them off and went their way. And then, and when David and Gotta his men. Gotta catch them all. <laughs>
3: <Hey>.
2: <laughs> That's a joke
1: for very. Not, I guess, I guess Pokemon's popular, more
2: popular than I think. And when David and his men (laughs) came to the city, they found it burned with fire, and their wives and sons and daughters taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken Ahinoam and of Jezreel, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel. And David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul, each of his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened
4: himself in the Lord his God. That sucks.
3: Yeah,
0: you know, you hate to see it.
4: So
1: one of the things that's noted there is there, actually Klein makes makes a note there that Um, quote, such an assassination, the stoning of David, uh, would seem to possibly, I'm I'm inserting the word possibly, have legal connotations as if they were to execute their leader for failing to provide proper protection.
2: Mm. Which was the command that God gave to a king.
1: Yeah. But that's also like the cultural understanding of that entire time. Yeah. Right. Um,
4: so. It's a lot of pressure. yeah. 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 Though this would be, like, what, his first... Att- his first loss? Sure. Um, I do think that it's interesting that him being sent home at this
1: time... Think about it. If he wasn't sent home, the Amalekites would have taken them further, deeper in. They would have been dispersed. There'd be no way that he could have got all of his... Mm-hmm. Like, the, res- the rescue mission would just couldn't happen. Yeah. So, not only by... Um, Aki. is it Akish? I've already forgot his name now. It was the amount uh, Akish sending him yeah, back. Akish. Yeah, Akish sending him back. Um, is it like best case scenario, so he doesn't actually have to go in and kill fellow Hebrews? Also, it's almost, almost as if. Also, note that the Lord's called them Hebrews, yeah. not Israelites, mm-hmm. because even they denote that it's like well, they're not following Saul, therefore they're Hebrews, not Israel. Anyway, there's a um, thing there.
0: Long associates them with the Hebrew. Uh, like the, the wayward shepherds. The nomad. Because so, they may have been closer to like a neutral party yeah. in the in the north.
1: Gotcha. Which gotcha. could
0: be part of the reason why he was in the north to begin with in Jezreel.
1: That's fascinating. Um, So it's just providence. Yeah. 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 Providence on like God sovereignly taking him out of the battle. Operating on two levels. Taking him out of the battle so he doesn't have to kill fellow Hebrews. And also sending him to a place
2: where he can rescue. Yeah. Um, now this is revenge, right? Probably because David killed the women and men of the Amalekites I think so. in chapter that, that, twenty-seven. That's,
1: that's that's what Klein says. That's yeah. what I've
2: yeah. I think that's reasonable to conclude.
1: Also, oh, it's not almost, only do they raid, so as will be later on s- yeah. stated by the Egyptian slaves that they said that is brought up, they raid other cities, but they
4: burn Ziklag. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
4: it's almost like the there's a we big, know yeah yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess all, killing all the inhabitants of those other villages, they still found out.
3: Hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: That is... It is interesting
2: that they use a similar tactic as David. hmm Yeah, but he killed everyone. He did. But they took them. They took them, but it functionally does the same thing. Because now... Yeah.
1: Also... I, I, I guess it assumes that all the young men are at war. Mm-hmm. It does say that they attacked Zygleg and overcame it. Implying that there was maybe some resistance.
2: Maybe.
3: Yeah. yeah probably but doesn't,
2: old men fighting back. I assume so. Yeah. Yeah. Some 14-year-old kids thought, got too courageous. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't, it's so difficult to understand ancient... Right, like we don't really have a one to one with it because we don't fight in close quarters anymore. Like
1: it's so barbaric. It's so, so I mean, it could be so immediate too, you know, right? It, like you're just out farming and then all of a sudden raiders show up across the field and you're like, ah. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, act, this is something that I think Dan Carlin does a good job at explaining how yeah.
0: awful it is. That's that's actually what I was thinking about when I was talking yeah. About that.
2: yeah. But like also in his description of how in modern warfare. The one of the things we don't understand mm-hmm. is because when you're face to face, body to body, you're seeing the faces of people close up and you're just seeing bodies get hacked apart like that. Um, morale plays a bigger role then than it does now. Oh,
1: yeah. Most yeah. of the time, armies weren't defeated by yeah. casualties. Armies were routed by
2: morale. Yeah. And that was actually the case until World War One. Yeah. And so like because of how we conduct warfare now, that's that's part of the disconnect is because we're not seeing that. Also, a lot of countries didn't have standing armies, and so it's a lot of people just getting the family armor set on, maybe a helmet, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes going to battle. Rome changed that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you see uh, that with the, the Hoplites in Greece. You see that he, with.
1: Even though even that yeah. that's no standing army. Um the Assyrians did have some
2: 150,000. Yeah. They had a, which probably means 15,000. Yeah. Um, but Rome changed a lot of that. Um, you you
1: see it pop up, but then it just kind of becomes standardized. But yeah, warfare is very different. (laughs) Yep.
0: And it's just, it's hard to get into that world a little bit. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And like, well, all of their kids,
1: their wives are gone. And their city's burned. They have no, no resources, mm-hmm. no family. They but, have nothing but really the shirts on their back that they took to go to war. Yeah. And their war material.
2: This is... They do you have think nothing. The, do you think there's also something going on here with David attacks them, but he didn't finish the command from...
0: To devote to destruction?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't think so. Because wherever he attacked, he did devote to destruction.
2: No, what I mean is that like because Israel failed to eliminate the Amalekites originally. I don't oh, oh, in general this may be yeah. a plague upon Israelites because yeah. they have not fulfilled God's word. But what I mean sure, is that but I and don't then think you also, can pin that on David. No no no, I don't think that specifically. But David in invoking war with the Amalekites but not finishing the job has just spurred their the 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 ire of them continuously that's on Israel now onto him.
4: I don't think so. I think that's just how war works. That's fair. Um, I guess what I
2: mean is it's, it could also be because David doesn't have the power, doesn't have the nation yet. Okay. So like he, that's why could be, I, I don't know, but yeah. Anyway, city's they burned. Fell. Everybody's city's sad. Burned. David might die. And David said to Abiathar, the priest, the son of Ahimelech, bring me the ephod. So Abiathar brought the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue after this band? Shall I overtake them? He answered him, pursue, for you shall surely overtake and surely rescue. So David set out and the 600 men who were with him and they came to the brook Besor, where those who were left behind stayed. Then David pursued. He and 400 men, 200 stayed behind, who were too exhausted to cross the brook Besor.
0: Do you think he's using the ephod as divination again?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so cool.
2: But, well, I, I wouldn't say it's divination. I would say it's the proper use.
0: Fair enough. Again, What's it called we again? Can, the, we, yeah. we can
2: argue about the Urum and the Thurum.
0: Urum Thurum. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You can, we can argue about definitions, but yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Because, because that, that, that's all it is, is it would be a de- it'd be an argument about definitions yeah. of whether or not it's definition, a divination or It's
0: kind of just used as yep. a holy coin flip a little bit.
1: Maybe, probably. I don't know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to think that and now I don't know anymore. <laughs>
2: It's an institution by God to get a response from but him on what you should and should not do.
0: Is there another interpretation of that that is just, this is what he wears to pray on, like, to, like, is he taking the role of a priest here and saying, I need an ephod because that's what priests wear, and the, I, I gotta go inquire of the Lord? Because the, if I was, like, just a layman coming across, it, that's what I would think. It's Oh, he's putting on his prayer shawl. Right, like that kind of thing. It
2: might be the one of the earliest connections between king and priest, but the um the the thing I would go with is that the king was supposed to ask, was only supposed to I think he's David is exemplifying before he's king actively the character that is go to God before you make these decisions. Some of the time. Some of the time. Well, and when he doesn't, God stops him. Other than the fact that when he attacked the
1: Amalekites
4: and the other ones beforehand. Which turned out horrible. Because this is happening. Maybe. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah. That's what I would say is that it, it's the institution created by God to do this appropriately. Cool. Yep. So he only so, has 600 men. right? Now 400. Now he has
4: 400 men. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot.
2: Yep. But kind of like with Gideon, reduction of the
0: army. Actually, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's at Mm -hmm. a brook. Yep. Uh, Wait, what? Does it say what brook it is? A sore. A A I I didn't see if that was connected to the Gideon. It's at a brook.
2: Okay. I'm beginning to see more connections. They're exhausted. And the separation between the two was the men who uh, couldn't make it over the brook make make it over the brook because they're exhausted. But with Gideon, it was drinking with their face in the river rather than bringing water up to their face.
0: It's such a weird thing to me. And, and this is an immature association, <laughs> but in my mind, it's like, if God was like, take your army, but only those who pee sitting down. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> well, no, there, there, There's a reason. I, because reason? when you,
2: when you have your face in your water, you can't see your enemy coming. But, but that's not in,
0: like a reason
2: though. Right. <laughs>
1: It's it's there. I their, think that's overanalyzing the text.
4: Their mind is not on the call. Again, I'm going to go with overanalyzing the text. I don't think so. OK.
2: Because he splits them for a specific action. I'd be I'd be going full them face Out of the know.
1: outcome. And then that's the thing that he uses. The idea is just the whittling, the, the narrowing down to show for sure, for sure. This is now we're just arguing
3: about
2: (laughs) (laughs) judges. But with Gideon, it was the point that was showing that you were going to win because it's me, Mm -hmm. not you. And I think he uses that as a tool.
1: He doesn't punish the people who are not doing this specific thing. That's not what I mean.
2: What I mean is is that the people who brought water up to their mouth had their mind on what they were doing, not just doing. Hmm. I don't think they were aware of what was going on. I don't think that's why he separated them now. Like,
3: not now
2: in Gideon.
1: I, yeah, I, I realize that <laughs> now we're arguing with Gideon. Let's move on.
2: We'll do a thing on Gideon just so we can argue about it. If we want. I, I enjoy this. Okay, I, I enjoy <laughs> Caleb. Does not enjoy it. <laughs> I do. I do. Thank Every you. once in a while, I just like pushing kind of like with a Disney idol thing. It's funny, he keeps bringing it up.
0: What that uh, Disney's inhabited by demons.
2: I mean, we're seeing it right now in the world. <sighs> Can we move on? Yep. Uh, Mickey Mouse's Masonic Temple. (laughs) They found an Egyptian in the open country and brought him to David. uh, (laughs) Josh is surprised (laughs) about this. Whoa. Whoa. And they gave him water to drink. Sorry. And they gave him bread and he ate. They gave him water to drink. And they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit revived, for he had not eaten bread or drunk water for three days and three nights. And David said to him, To who do you belong? And where are you from? He said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me behind because I fell sick three days ago. We had made a raid against the Negev of the Kerathites and against that which belongs to Judah and against the Negev of Caleb. And he burned Ziklag with fire. David said to him, Will you take me down to this band? And he said, Swear to me by God, that you will not kill me or deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will take you down to his band, this band.
1: By the way, the Caharothites are probably Cretan mercenaries, just FYI. That's so
3: cool.
2: (laughs) So Philistines.
4: (laughs) Kind of. Cretans. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, but they may have come down from Crete. Mm
4: -hmm. Which, yeah, there's some like major
1: ambiguity there that we don't really know, mainly because we... Are the Philistines sea people? Probably. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: To say Philistines is kind of like saying barbarians a little bit sometimes. Uh, um, I don't think so. Or to say sea people, sorry, is oh, barbarians. Yes. But Philistines more specific.
2: Sea people are just ocean barbarians. Yes. They're just water barbarians.
0: Which is already taken by Vikings, though. Is it, though? Uh, Wouldn't you say, they're, if I said water barbarians, kind of you would be like, oh, yeah, fair enough, Norse. Right? Yeah, they're kind
2: of both. I can see Vikings as like the frogs of barbarians. Mm. What? But <laughs> I think the Philistines... There's, there's land-based yeah. barbarians, there's water-based barbarians, mm-hmm. and then there's amphibious barbarians, the Norse. Mm. They're water and land. Fair enough. They traveled the Atlantic Ocean to Nova Scotia. They also did massive land raids in Russia. to
0: Newfoundland, thank you very much.
2: Sorry, Uh, dude. Not
0: Nova Scotia. I mean, they went to Nova Scotia too, but...
2: (laughs) I literally live right
0: beside where they landed, and you didn't even... Anyways.
2: I'm sorry, dude. Can I be wrong sometimes? No.
0: I won't allow it. I think you're too good for that.
2: No, but I think you then should correct me out of love and grace. He is. You should see what he's mean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What can I say? I come from the lands the Vikings left. (laughs) Anyway, moving on.
2: Yes. Um, fun that it's an Egyptian, though. It's not the first Egyptian slave. In. Are we going to read into that, too? <laughs>
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm you sorry. David was like, oh, yeah, I used to be Egyptian slaves. So. <laughs>
2: well, okay. He does. No, he's an actual Egyptian that is a slave out of Egypt. Kind of like Hagar. Anyways, yeah. Uh, um, who's lost in the desert?
1: David is hospitable, like extremely hospitable. It's super mm-hmm. nice. Good for him.
2: What? Josh takes <laughs> reads into the passage. Cole reads. Caleb reads nothing into the passage. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> I'm just following the text. <laughs> okay, let's continue. Uh, And when he had taken him down, (laughs) behold, they were spread abroad over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil they had taken from the land.
1: I think you skipped some. What did I skip? Don't they have a whole discussion of like, or maybe I'm missing that. Did, did no, you you read I already? I just
0: read the Egyptian oh, I'm part. I'm sorry. I was,
2: too, I was too ramped up about the Egyptian. I'm sorry. That, forgive me. I
0: just, I'm still thinking about Vikings, but I got my own stuff going that,
2: on. That's why I was like, oh, I see. We're just going to only talk about how he met an Egyptian, not the... I thought <laughs> we were we going to talk about more of that and then, okay, forgive me. No, no, no. We can... They have a conversation. They're going to go rescue the people and he's going to betray his people. It's going to be... Well, his master, which already left him for dead because he was yes. sick for three days. So the guy's
4: bad. Yeah. Well... I mean, yes, you shouldn't do that, but also, if you're sick for three days and
1: you're running to your homeland from raiding people, Mm -hmm. you don't want to just kind of wait around for your sick guy. At the same time, they do wait around to party, Mm -hmm. so like, yeah, he's
4: bad. Yeah, he's bad. Got anything else? Joel? No.
2: Okay. I like the confidence. And when he had taken them down, behold, they had they were spread abroad over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing. Because of all the great spoil they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. And David struck them down with twilight until the (laughs) (laughs)
0: evening. What a buzzkill. (laughs) He struck them down from
2: twilight until the evening of the next day. Dude, two days.
0: Dude loves to party.
2: Yeah, from the evening until evening. Yeah, yeah you didn't sure know what... An yeah. inv-
0: David has ruined every party he's been a part of,
2: and then it's his wife that ruins his party.
0: Yeah, a- a-
1: <laughs> I find it. I find it interesting that like they're sprawled out. This is a big raiding party. Yeah. It goes on later that only four hundred of them escape. Yeah, his 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 and later group. is the next line. Oh, <laughs> his group is only four hundred. Yeah, yeah. So we're
4: talking. Lots. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
2: And when he had taken him down, behold, they had spread abroad over all the land, eating and drinking and dancing because of all the great spoil they had taken from the land of the Philistines and from the land of Judah. And David struck them down from twilight until the evening of the next day. Not a man of them escaped, except four hundred young men who mounted camels and fled. David recovered all of the Amalekites, and take David rescued his two wives. Nothing was missing, whether small or great, sons and daughters, spoil, or anything that had been taken. David brought back all. David also captured all the flocks of the herds of the people, drove the livestock before him, and said, This is David's spoil.
1: I'm sorry you stopped and then I made a comment. I thought you were done reading
4: it. Forgive me. (laughs) It's Um, okay, Caleb. That's so cool. So,
2: David takes the sheep.
1: Yeah, well... I do like the idea that they're just celebrating in like a open field. Like he goes over a hill. He just sees them all laid out. There's just him and 400 dudes. And it's like unleashes them into the party and just boom, a full mm-hmm. day full yeah. 24 hours of mm-hmm. them. Just ah! rescuing people, cleaning house. Yeah. <laughs> um, wild. There must have been a
2: lot of people there to be fighting for 24 hours. Well, it
1: gives them plenty of time, too. Think about it this time. A large enough army, and they're like, oh, there's only 400 of them. Well, okay, those of us who are right here, who are, like, a little bit further back from the fighting, let's regroup, and then we'll counter-assault. Because that's what happens. Yeah. And likely the reason why it lasted for 24 hours, at least in my thought, is probably multiple
2: engagements on and off. Well, because they were like, oh, there's a tiny group of dudes. This is fine, whatever. Except they have the lord with them, so one man can chase away a 1,000. Mm-hmm.
1: And so it's just like, my thought is the reason why it lasted so long is because they were like, this is
2: small. We'll just counterattack and deal mm-hmm. with it. And they just couldn't do it. Yeah. David's men are just too good at fighting. Yeah. Um,
4: that's a superpower you get after crying for a day because your city burned. Yeah. 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 When you strengthen yourself with the Lord, mm-hmm. like Samuel. Sorry, like Samson.
0: I, I like this. I like that he wrecks the party. It's funny to me. It's like I, I the optics of it in my head are so but also he just walks a- in and he goes, "Oh yeah, and the sheep are mine too." Well, the people go, "This is David's spoil." <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, what I love is that
2: like, what a hero moment. Mm-hmm. like everybody's like trying to stone you. You failed. You're not the hero. We keep singing that you are, you know, like that whole it opens up with that. You failed like blah, blah, blah. And then he just goes, dominates a greater force, rescues his <laughs> wives and children.
0: Yeah.
2: Like <laughs> not losing anyone, not losing a single person. He, it's a it's a point it's th- hyperbole likely. ten and not know. Like, like he he got all the points that game and the other team got none.
0: He's just biblical John Wick, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, don't take his horse or whatever. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
4: The weed. The weed. Beloved. David's name in Hebrew, everybody. Yes. Well, Greek, it's the weed. Hebrew, it's
2: David. Sorry.
0: Well, it depends how you pronounce your valve.
2: You're right. Apps. I take that back.
0: I was afraid no one would think that I knew Hebrew,
2: so I just had to say that. <laughs> no. Good correction. Good correction. You're welcome. Yep. Shall we continue?
0: <laughs> oh man.
2: <laughs> then David came to the two hundred men who had been too exhausted to follow David. <laughs> they tired. Fair and enough. who had been left at the brook of Besor. And they went out to meet David to meet the people who were with him. Then David came near to the people he greeted (laughs) them. Then all the wicked and worthless fellows among the men who had gone with David said, because they did not go with us, we will not give them any of the spoil that we have recovered, except that each man may lead away his wife and children and depart. But David said, you shall not do so, my brothers. With what the Lord has given us, he has preserved us and given into our hand the band that came against us. Who would listen to you in this matter? For as this his share is who goes down into the battle, so shall his share who stays by the baggage. They shall share alike. And he made it a statute and a rule for Israel from that day forward to this day.
4: Good job, David. Good. Yeah. yeah. Tact- tactician. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no, they well Because the
3: those 200
2: pay. men also stayed. With the baggage. Well, not just the baggage. Because they were tired. There was other stuff there. Mm -hmm. Like, they did their job. (laughs) They were tired, but they did their job. Yeah. And also, a
1: good tactician knows when to... Bring his A-team. Well, not just bring his A-team, but knows when to recognize the limitations of his own people. Yeah. Of his own troops. Yep, And not punish them when they reach their limitations.
2: And it's also consistent with God's law when he says, hey, if you don't want to go to battle because you have a wife, you don't want to go to battle because you've got stuff going on, blah, blah, blah. Because you were just recently married. Because you were just recently married. Or, you know, you're afraid you'll die. Like, you're getting old, whatever. Don't go. There's, there's a whole, like, section of, like, where, where God gives pacifism and
1: that's why pacifism is
2: demanded in the old testament right well no it's just like, like there, there's <laughs> there's grants because there's, there's kind of an ethic where it's it's only the faithful should go to battle mm. yeah fair that like no if you're not if, you're, <laughs> if your heart's not in it don't do it yeah that the
1: terrified soldier does not fight well
2: yeah and so David's kind of imploring that same ethic of like, no, they just didn't go with us this time. That's fine. Yeah, they were so tired. They were so weak. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Next time.
0: Interesting.
2: Um, And like before they said, this is David's stuff, but it kind of seems like he's... Like they're saying, this is our stuff. Yeah. This and is, David's like, no, this is my stuff that I give to you. <laughs> which is an inversion of Saul when they go and take the stuff. Yep. He says... Uh, no, the men took it and then saw Samuel says, no, but it's yours. And they say it's his, then they say it's theirs. And then he says, no, it's everyone's. Klein goes the same way. Word, biblical commentator. Yeah. It's interesting.
4: Let's finish this up.
2: Yes. When David came to Ziklag, he sent part of the spoils to his friends and the elders of Judah saying, here is a present for you from the spoil of the enemies of the Lord. It was for those in Bethel, in Ramoth of Negev, in Jatir, in Arior of Sipmoth, in Eshtamoah, in Recal in the cities of Jeremeliites, in the cities of the Kenites, in Hamor, in Borshan, in Athak, in Hebron, for all the places where David and his men had roamed. Hey, thank you for helping us.
1: Mm-hmm. So it sounds like even though Ziklag got burned, Mm -hmm. they have enough, like part of the the thing burning is all of your resources, all of your crops, all Mm -hmm. of your, your food stored for the winter, all that kind of stuff gone. But it sounds like now that he's, all their family's been restored, wives and children Mm -hmm. reunited with their, with their husbands and their, their father, um, fathers, it seems like they also now have not just like gotten back to the level that they have. They have surplus and surplus enough to also share.
2: When you have been blessed, bless others. Mm. That's your theology moment for this. Mm. It's not wrong. Wow, dude. <laughs> Again, mean. I didn't, I didn't actually mean that to be mean. I know, I know, I know. Um, well, I think there's something else. Um, David also, the, the language is very specific in that he didn't lose anyone and got everyone back. Mm-hmm in almost like redemptive way of that when like
0: he is the deliverer of the city. He is the Messiah of that city.
2: Yeah. But I mean like, like when he goes, when Jesus rescues his people, he gets them all back. Mm. So if I were to think hard enough, I
1: could probably find a connection to the harrowing of hell.
4: Or to reckless love. (laughs) Or you don't have to think that hard for that book.
2: Um yeah but there's also a coming back with more same with that exile theme of you go you lose like you go and then you come back with more
3: yeah
2: same with the wilderness and same with the exile
3: yeah
2: um
4: and he's like yeah it's a
3: little <clears throat> interlude
2: before the saddest moment
3: yeah
1: the end of our Samuel series,
2: our first Samuel series, <laughs> not the death of Saul. The back of our series has the head <laughs> that cut you off guard.
0: We should bring this up, actually. If you have another book you think we should go through in this with the same detail and care that we have Samuel, which varies per episode, <laughs> but uh, drop a comment, Please. drop an email, because we mm-hmm. are right now. In the life of second-rate saints, we can afford to be super responsive. We can afford to be, you know, very one-on-one with our. It's our um, goal to be. Well, for sure, yeah, and um, and we'd want to. That's part of kind of our, our mission, is to um, create a conversational community around scripture. Um, we are getting close to the end of our episode. Is there yeah. any concluding thoughts we want to throw on the table and smack around a bit?
1: I'm sorry, Josh, if I was a little mean at points.
0: We apologize after the podcast is over. Come on.
1: <laughs> no, I have nothing more to add. Okay, cool. Um, Caleb,
2: I love you.
0: Okay, again, guys, this is not about your relationship. This is about the text. There is no sorry. relationship.
2: Okay, whatever. That's part of the problem.
0: No. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, this has turned into therapy with Josh and Caleb. <laughs> so how did that make you feel, Josh? <laughs> um, when he said uh, David was not cool.
2: So it seems like this is the point we made before that the reason David goes on this excursion is because God played played his sovereign hand so that David was stepped away from the battle so that he wasn't killing Israelites. He was instead killing Amalekites. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: It's almost like providence is one of the big main biblical theologies throughout Mm -hmm. the entire text. I don't know. Also, this (laughs) comes off the story of. Saul being attacked, going to God, getting no answer because God has rejected him. Mm-hmm. David then gets attacked, goes to God, yep. gets an answer because God has
4: chosen him. Not because, yeah.
0: Yeah. And,
4: no, I won't go there.
0: It's fine. troll. This is your weekly reminder. David did not use a claymore. Um, both the—I mean,
4: he's using Goliath's sword.
0: Yeah, probably not a claymore though.
4: It would be a claymore for him because claymores
1: weren't invented for at least another six thousand years. Yeah. it's super big.
0: Six thousand years?
1: No, not six thousand. It, it is, it hasn't been six thousand years. So it's like
0: closer to two, two and a half.
1: No, because we're two thousand. Because we're, we're two thousand years from. Christ.
0: No, we're 1000 years from Christ. Oh, you, is David 1000 David's 1000 years from Christ. Yeah. That's what I am saying. Yeah, so like 3000 years. <laughs> Fair enough. I on that conspiracy <laughs> tangent where someone made up a thousand years. You remember you Yeah, yeah. I heard of this. Yeah. Anyway, you
1: can tell we went to Bible school not a real college. Anyway, cheese Louise. Uh, <laughs> it that. <down>. Hey. <laughs>
0: Don't insult my education. Caleb, you have the same <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> now that we've spiraled, can we I love spiraling at the end episodes. Yeah. I feel like this is my little treat for getting yep. to pay attention the whole episode. Joel, my <laughs> only point was that
2: because he's using a giant's sword, it would be giant for him. Sure. It's definitely a two-handed sword. Because it's too big, he can't dual wield.
0: But again, it doesn't make sense Sheesh. for him to have a claymore, because claymore are anti cavalry. Calvary. Cavalry. I always mispronounce them.
1: A big enough sword, though, would also be used to chop off the tips of spears.
3: Yep. Which
0: yes. would
4: be super applicable in their warfare.
0: Hmm. I yeah, that's cool. Anyways, let's break it down. Um also it's like it's terrifying. It. Oh yeah, big sword. Because the Philistines
2: scary. know what Goliath's sword looks like.
0: Nobody knows what his sword Unlike looks Unlike us like. anyway. Everyone who sees it dies. <laughs> Anyways. That's just if I was gonna make <laughs> You know, first Samuel in anime or something. Anyways, um, I think it is. You think it might be? I think you know, I've seen the, clips. The bestest? Oh, really? Yeah, that's awesome. Is there a Bible anime? I feel like there is. There has to be. I know there's be. the manga Bible. Let's call some that's people. That's
2: pretty rough. Second rate saints kids there with kids there with the first. Rips. I've already taken
1: my headphones off. <laughs> yeah, you're just not willing to it's, listen to it's this because anymore?
0: he hates anime. If if you stop listening this far, then just know. If so is Caleb. <laughs> um, <laughs> Check us out at secondratesaints.com. If you have a long form question, saints at gmail.com. Um, if you'd like to see what else we're doing, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and keep an eye out uh, for our book reviews and blog posts also on the website. If you'd like to donate to the future Second Rate Saints, we've got a buy me a coffee link at buymeacoffee.com slash secondratesaints. Um, guys, we have great things planned. So if you've listened this far, then uh, we'll have some more for you next week. Love have you. a great week. We, we love you all. Um, hey, Mom, and uh, <laughs> have a
1: good week. <laughs>